Our gospel reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke. It's chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. This should be somewhat familiar for those of you who have been around for more than one Advent. In the 15th year of the reign of the Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was the ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Ituria and Traconis, and Lysanias, ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? God, as we continue to encounter your word this morning through the scriptures, through the songs, through the prayers, and now through the proclamation, we pray that we hear what it is that you would have us to hear. For those of us in need of challenging, we pray that your word may challenge us today. For those of us who need something else, we pray we get that too. Above all, God, we pray that this encounter with your word be transformative and your preacher be nothing more than just a vessel. It is through Christ that we pray. Amen. Well, December is here. And in the words of Perry Como, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. That's my solo for the day. You know what Christmas can bring outside of the baby Jesus? Stress and busyness, especially if you are entertaining the season, if you are hosting company. It can be stressful and it can be busy. The preparation for entertaining and for hosting, it can become overwhelming. There must be cleaning. The decorations have to come out of the attic. You have to get a tree, or you have to put the tree together, and then you have to decorate the tree. And then there's all the baking, lots and lots of baking, and then there's the cleaning up from all of the baking. And then there's the fixing of the things around the house that are broken. These things have been broken for 10 or 11 months, but now... You have to fix them because company is coming. And then there's more cleaning. There's more cleaning so that all these people can come into your house and make it dirty again. Just busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy, busy. Lots and lots of preparation this season. 
And in the midst of all of our Christmas busyness, we roll into the church and we are confronted by Jesus' wild cousin, John. Or as one of my favorites, uh, Clarence Jordan called him, Cousin John from down on the farm. Cousin John from down on the farm shows up and says, you think Christmas is stressful now? Huh, just wait until I get done with you. John shows up this time of year and he starts preaching about baptism and repentance and preparing the way of the Lord. He cries out in the wilderness this message of baptism and repentance and preparation. Advent, John reminds us, is a time to prepare to welcome Jesus and not just our Christmas house guests. John demands that we prepare for Jesus above all else. John interrupts our busyness and he demands that we start preparing in a different way than the predominant cultural way. John says long before we can bask in the glory of any Coca-Cola commercial kind of Christmas, we better examine ourselves and our world and our place in that world. For John, this season is more about internal preparation as opposed to external preparation. Cousin John from down on the farm shows up each December, each Advent, like that one family member at the family Christmas gathering each year that you wish just would have stayed at home. He shows up. He's a little rowdy. He's a little mouthy. He's loud and a tad bit belligerent. But unlike your uncle at the family Christmas gathering, it's not an abundance of eggnog and Jack Daniels that has led to John being so boisterous. No, it's the Spirit of God, not the eggnog, the Spirit of God that fuels John's harshness. Either way, chances are we would not welcome John to any of our Christmas parties as he is clothed in camel's hair and munches on locusts and wild honey while talking nonstop about the coming of the Lord. We don't care to hear that, John. Can't you talk about something else? But if you were to show up, we would do well to listen. And the thing is, is that he does show up. Every year during this season of Advent, through the Holy Scriptures, John shows up year after year. And we would do well to listen. As unwelcoming of a topic as it may be, it's probably a good idea for us to heed John's words and to prepare ourselves for Jesus' arrival. To prepare ourselves for Jesus' arrival by doing a little bit of self-examination. And there may be no better way for us to practice self-examination outside of taking note of the ways in which we prepare and prioritize. The best way for us to examine ourselves 
is to take note of how we prepare and prioritize. So what are you prioritizing right now? Because you know the priorities, they do not lie. How are you spending most of your prep time? And is our preparation, is our self-examination, if we're doing any, is that leading to any real change in our lives and in our discipleship? What are we doing this season to prepare ourselves to be better followers of Christ? Are we repenting? The word that we translate as repent is metanoia. And metanoia quite literally means to turn from one way of being to another. It's a complete turnaround. It's, it's uh, to do a 180. It's to reorient oneself from one way of being to being this other way. That's what repenting is. Is such a reorienting a focus in our lives this season? And do our priorities back that up? Would our priorities say, yes, we are trying to reorient ourselves this Advent season? Does the testimony of our lives attest to the fact that we are ready to welcome Christ? This season. I know that was a lot of questions. <laughs> I know some of you might have got hung up on one of them or the other, or a couple of you are asleep. Do not look around. Pay attention. But I really want you to focus on that last question. If none of the other questions struck a chord, let the most recent one challenge you as someone like John would have it challenge you. Listen. Does the testimony of your life attest to the fact that you are ready to welcome Christ this season? Welcoming Christ. Not just the house guest, not just Santa and the reindeer, but Christ. Are you prepared to welcome Christ? You know, folks were not ready to welcome him the first time. That first advent. Folks were not prepared. They were not prepared to welcome Christ, and it shows. It shows. In fact, not only were people not prepared to welcome Jesus into the world and into their lives the first time, but some of them were just flat out unwelcoming. It's bad enough not to be prepared to be welcomed, but to be unwelcomed? That's even worse. But that was the case the first time around. As the, 
aforementioned Clarence Jordan uh, put in one of his sermons. When Jesus came around in his first body, people did not like God around. It was a bad place for God to be. It was sort of like having a preacher in the barber shop. We felt uncomfortable with him here. And so we had to get rid of him. And we nailed him to the cross and said, You go back home, God. Don't you mess around down here. We have to watch our language too much with you around. And we have to watch our ledger accounts too much when you are looking over our shoulder. And we have to be too careful on Saturday night when we're hitting the bottle rather heavy. Now you, God, you go back home. You go back home where you belong and be a good God. And we'll see you at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. Mmm is right. Mmm. I hope that is not us. Please, Lord, help us ensure that that is not us. We want to be prepared. We want to be ready. We need to be ready. And that's why it's so important for us to welcome the dis comforting voice of John in the wilderness each Advent. We need his challenge. We need his word about repentance, about changing from the way we are to some other way. We need to welcome the voice of John, even if it disrupts us. John disorients our status quo so that we do not try to shush Jesus away. So what in your life needs to be disoriented so that you may be better oriented to receive Christ this Christmas. What is it? Now is the time. And there's nothing wrong with, with decking the halls and all the fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-las. It's my second solo of the day. Nothing wrong with all the decking of the halls and the fa la 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 But before we get too carried away with all of that, let's make sure that our hearts are ready. Let's make sure that we're working toward repentance. So prepare. Prepare the way of the Lord, because the Lord is coming. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all God's people say, Amen.